Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nota Francesco and I'm joined as always from the heartland of Nebraska football from Omaha by my grandpa, uh, Husker Dan. Grandpa, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome and uh, um, I just, uh, Mrs. Husker Dan and I were just down in Nebraska City uh, for part of the day today and uh, I had a great time down there and you know, it's uh, seems to me that the University of Nebraska should be in a town called Nebraska City, and rather than that, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Anyhow, so we have a lot to talk about today, even though it's, uh, it's in, you know, it's the off season. But yeah, uh, um, we always say, you know, the name of our podcast is "How About Them Huskers," and and you got to look at at what happened to the men's uh, Husker men's basketball team this this last week. Um, big any win is a big win yeah <laughs> especially a conference win too against a decent minnesota team but uh yeah yeah and they need i don't know you you saw you saw parts of the game and yeah i watched i watched the highlights about six minutes or so i didn't i don't usually watch a lot of nebraska basketball because i have homework and stuff during the week so yeah well but. it's it was it at times i was talking to somebody else i said it it looked like a uh, an NBA All Star game for Nebraska. Talking about, uh-huh. they had sky dunks and it was. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I saw those. Steals, yeah. great defense and hustle. I said, "Who the heck are these guys?" Are they, yeah, they, you know. <laughs> but then, then there you could just see some of the the shot selection was just a just. What are you doing? And you're supposed to run clock with with like a couple minutes to go. They're yeah. jacking up, you know, thirty five. Uh, foot shots and you know it wasn't with you know a lot of time left on the shot clock and it's like what are you guys doing yeah fred Fred hoiberg has to be pulling his hair out of his head i yeah but you know we're we're not i don't want to take anything away from that that was that was great um they beat him 78 65 and i you and i were talking before the broadcast and i said that uh the last time nebraska won a conference game at home was uh february 27th of last year and they beat minnesota again 78 74 and of course that was a covid year so you didn't have any fans in the audience but the last time that nebraska won a conference game at home with a full crowd behind them you got to go back two years yeah january 7th they beat uh iowa 76 to 70 i mean that yeah you know, we're not talking about conference championships. We're not talking about, um, you know, this is just a conference win. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, that's the yeah. state of affairs. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I get the big Ten's good at basketball, but it shouldn't be this hard for Nebraska to just win one game. Oh yeah. And I mean, they need it. Like they, from what I'd seen from them with not getting a conference win before uh, a few nights ago, like the way that they were playing in the games that they lost in the big 10 versus this game right. uh, was, a, there was a huge difference like you were talking about, uh, but, but you can still see some of the problems that Nebraska's having. It's just that Minnesota couldn't capitalize on them. I think Nebraska did a good job at capitalizing on Minnesota's turnovers. However, they right. had right. Uh, like 20, uh, they had 22 turnovers or so. Uh, I think, um, that's that's what I got to. I might have miscounted that, but um, yeah. the like in Nebraska's 
shot, sorry, shot selection, as you were, as you were talking about earlier, was still not great. Uh, Alonzo Verge had a pretty good game. I thought yeah. and both the McGowan's brothers did yep. Yep. as well. Um, I didn't, I didn't know that they were brothers and I figured out maybe halfway through the highlight clip. So, um, but, uh, other than that, I think, I mean, Nebraska's men's basketball team is a train wreck right now. It's worse. It's kind of, uh, relaxing in a way to know that one of Nebraska's men's programs is doing even worse than it, uh, the uh, football program. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, Hey, but we're not as bad as the basketball team. So, uh, well, Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska has it has to play uh, Iowa twice. Right now, Iowa's sixteen and seven, so mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be a win either time that they play them. No. And then they play, uh, so they play tomorrow, which would be Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. They play Iowa at Iowa. That's uh-huh. probably going to be a loss. Then they uh, they host uh, Maryland on February eighteenth, which is uh, Friday. Yeah. And Maryland is eleven and thirteen overall, and then they uh, they go to uh, uh, Northwestern. They got to play. Yeah, they Iowa got game. killed last time they played Northwestern. Right, so. um, and then they they played. Uh, they go to Iowa, or actually they host Iowa on uh, the twenty fifth of February, and then they play nine and eleven Penn State University on the twenty eighth of the month. And then they close out against at Wisconsin. So yeah. the way I'm I'm seeing this, probably two wins, two possible wins they have left on in the before conference play. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but there they'll there'll be a bottom feeder there and get matched up against a Purdue or Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. To, so to finish the season with three conference uh wins, I guess is probably sad to say but that's probably the best that's, that we can hope for yeah i mean i i don't do you think it's a problem with fred hoiberg or do you think it's just um that the talent isn't there anymore this is the best recruiting class in husker history that they had but this is you know fred or yeah fred hoiberg hoiberg has been there three years he's had three different teams so how do you develop any kind of yeah. Continuity of, of effort. I mean, how do, how do you run an offense or a defense when you got a different lineup all the time? Um, yeah. It's so to, to answer your question, I think the talent is there, you know, and last year was a COVID year. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Uh, but it was a COVID year for everybody too. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I guess, you know, he has an $18.5 million buyout clause. So, you know, that's his, that's his insurance policy of not getting yeah. fired in my view. And I like Fred. I, I, yeah, no, I think he's a good guy I too, hope yeah. him, I hope that he can somehow turn the thing around, but my sense is, and I, I'm, I don't have any inside info on this, but they'll probably restructure Fred's contract after the season, much the way that, Trev did uh, to Scott Frost. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And bring that buyout and then say, you know, here's what you have to do, or you need to have a plan to figure out how you're going to get your head above water uh, or the program actually. So I don't know. I it's, it's, it doesn't look too optimistic. I, I think if, if, if Nebraska weren't already paying a bunch of money, they had to pay almost 3 million to uh, Bill Moose. And if and if 
Frost were to go after this during the, let's say, mid-season, uh, who knows? I mean, I yeah. hope that, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, me too. But you've got all this money, and you go to donors, and they, some of them have deep pockets, but sometimes they're saying, hey, you know, um, I don't, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know how Fred keeps his job other than that 18 and a half million buyout. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. You want to talk some, let's talk some Husker baseball. Yeah. So upside for Nebraska sports. Uh, we, so Nebraska's 2022, um, reserved season tickets have sold out for the, for the upcoming baseball season for the men's, which is really great because, uh, I mean, Nebraska, I remember, um, because we always we our family will go to uh to grandpa's house for uh just during the summer usually around the college world series which is always in omaha and so uh i always like it always was kind of like weird to not have nebraska in it um and nebraska baseball has been like slowly getting better and better um as i've been going to these college world series games and i'm hoping that this is the year that somehow they get in or at least get close where maybe you get to uh, like a big part of the uh, NCAA tournament and then get close and then next year come back. But I mean, you clearly getting buy-in from fans, which is really great because it, it just shows that this team's like on the up uh, versus where you're seeing concerns from Nebraska football about, are we going to keep the sellout streak going because right we were, we're not playing well, but like, it's, it's always good when you see something like this, but. Um, you know, and that you know to build on last year, they, they beat Arkansas at Arkansas in the Arkansas Regional, but they had to turn yeah. around, face them um, another time, and that's when, and they were yeah. they were into that game late, I think eighth inning, something like that, and, uh-huh. and they just didn't have the depth there. Uh, and Dave Van Horn, who used to be obviously the head co- head baseball coach at Nebraska. Um, you know, found a way to beat Nebraska with, you know, uh, with his Arkansas team. And yeah. then Arkansas, who'd they get punked by? Do you remember that? Um, oh, I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, I yeah. do remember that being like a big thing of like Nebraska, or sorry. Um, let's see. Hold on. Um, I, I, I want to say it was like one of the smaller teams. Oh, it was NC State. Is that's that right. right. And NC State got it. Got, oh no, uh, that's not. That's not right. Hold on. Oh uh, well, maybe it is. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might. I might be looking at the wrong bracket. No, it's the twenty. Oh, I'm looking at the College World Series bracket, not the. I think it was NC State. Yes, it was NC State. Yeah, and then the NC State got knocked out of the tournament because of COVID or something. Yeah, like that. that was dumb. I do. Yeah. Oh. So, and I think oh. Arkansas lost that game because they didn't have a lot of their players because of COVID testing. Right. Things. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but I, I, Arkansas, like Ar- that Arkansas team, was ranked top five for most of the year. Yeah, so. Sure. Nebraska getting that Nebraska baseball getting that win against them was it's like really promising and having to play two games against the best team in the country back to back is really hard in their in their home crib you know that's yeah that's that was believe it or not will uh, Nebraska opens its twenty two season with Arkansas the eighteenth do they open with Arkansas no they open with at at Sam Houston in Huntsville Texas Uh, okay okay. So there's a few days, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. They're going to be playing in the, the fields going to be covered in snow. <laughs> Not in Huntsville, Texas. No. Oh, well, yeah. But when yeah. they, when they get like a home game. Oh yeah. Well, it's they, early. They always, they always manage to go South and, you know, yeah, yeah, I climbs, guess. which is smart. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't checked the, uh, the, the whole season schedule yet. Um, but I know this about Will Bolt. He does not shy away from competition. He wants to build his resume. He wants to play tough teams because that's how you make your team tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think so. Nebraska starts out with four games against Sam Houston. Uh, just like the series kind of thing that how baseball works. They're playing a doubleheader on a Saturday in February. They don't come. They don't have a home game until March 4th. So, oh, wait, no, yeah. sorry. February 20, no, sorry, March March 4th, March 4th against Northwestern State. So, <laughs> yeah. Might be a foot of snow there, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, it, yeah. Well, we'll see. That would be interesting. I definitely I definitely watch that game if that was the case. That would be interesting, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Uh, anything yeah, else you want to say? Oh, sorry, a, go ahead. Yeah, we have a schedule change coming up this fall, speaking of Husker football, uh, which we <laughs> Um you know, I don't know what drives this thing. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I mean, Kevin Warren, I just shake my head at some of the stuff that his office comes out with. I don't know if, if Kevin did this. Um, I don't know how you feel about Friday night college football, but that's reserved, I believe, for high school. You know, and it shouldn't be that that their crowds suffer because in this case in, in Nebraska, that the Huskers are on TV. Yeah. So I, I take a dim view of that. I don't know why we can't play on Saturday. I don't know why it has to be Friday. I'm sure money. Yeah. I think equation. it's definitely money because yeah. the, the game that got moved was uh, against Rutgers on October. It was going to be October 8th. Now it's moved to October 7th. Right. Um, and that, I mean, it's, day, it's, but- yeah. But the, I, I think the, the money aspect, like you were talking about, like that, uh, the it's Rutgers and Nebraska. So I think whoever is scheduling this, the Big Ten, I assume, is scheduling this or these schools. Uh, well, no, it's probably the Big Ten flipping around the dates. But the, like this is kind of a shot at Nebraska uh, and, and Nebraska and Rutgers um, like style, not style, um, level of play. Because they only like if you think about it, like Mac football, the uh, the the mid, I believe it's Mid American, yeah, Mid American Athletic Conference. I believe is that what that's what Mac stands for. I believe uh, Mid uh, American, yeah, Athletic Conference, yeah, yeah, um, or maybe it's just Mid American Conference. But um, so the their their smaller team is Ohio, North Northern Illinois, Toledo. Um, those games are all on Wednesdays because. There's not a lot of fans there. It doesn't pull in a lot of TV revenue. Right, so they how right. do they, the way that they have to schedule them, they have to put them on Wednesdays. Right. And sure. then you have like Mountain West and stuff like that on Thursdays and Fridays. Sometimes you have big 12 games that aren't as big on Fridays. But yeah. getting this move from a Saturday to a Friday telling me just from is telling me just from like what I've seen of the games during the week is that the Big Ten is saying that these two teams are going to be bad at this time <laughs> of the year i mean i i don't i don't I, know. I don't blame them based off what they've seen like Rutgers has been okay they got into a bowl because of opt-out stuff and then got right. absolutely destroyed by wake forest yeah. so i i mean i i i think it's 
I don't know. I don't think it really matters too much, but keeping the uh, the the sacred fo- football on college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday thing is something I agree with. Yeah, you. I think you're spot on. I think you're right on with that. Uh, I have to tell the personal story here that I, I don't like uh, Friday games. I was coming back from Western Nebraska back in 2017, and I was coming. I was uh, just east of O'Neill, Nebraska, and just out of the corner of my eye, I see two deer just running across the highway and missed the first one and, and hit the second one and did about, I don't know, $8,000 worth of damage to my then almost brand new car. Yeah. So um, that was, I was heading back and Nebraska was going to play at Illinois. So I was able to drive my car back from O'Neill, Nebraska to Omaha, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a miracle that I, I mean, I, I mean, the car was still drivable and but, yeah. So I don't know. I, every time I just <laughs> think of Friday night, yeah, that's, that's not, <laughs> not a pleasant memory for me. Is so. a car crash. So hopefully that's yeah, not yeah. what it is against Rutgers uh, for yeah. Nebraska, but we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that. It's way too early. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. I think to be talking about those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we don't have, starting quarterback, uh, anything like that confirmed yet. So right. um, I hope it is. I hope it is Casey. I believe it will be Casey, but we could talk about that at some other point. Yeah. Uh, sure. And then we want to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl as well, just with um, some Nebraska players playing a former Nebraska coach and a former Nebraska coach's son uh, coaching. So for the all in the all in the Bengals, coincidentally, we have so Troy Walters, uh, as a wide receivers coach for the Bengals, he also uh, coached in Nebraska, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, wide receivers coach uh, under Scott Frost. Yeah, and then uh, Stanley Morgan Jr., uh, Nebraska's wide receiver, won from two years ago. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Three, so three yeah. years ago. Uh, he is also on the Bengals. I don't think he's going mean, to – he's not going to get any um, – like minutes he's not going to get any playing time because uh it's i mean he's sitting behind t higgins tyler boyd jamar chase (laughs) so i mean just if you just there's no way he's yeah he's uh he's second on the depth chart behind tyler boyd at least on the Bengals website from what i'm seeing but still that doesn't mean that he's if Tyler Boyd gets hurt, then that means he's going in. It's probably going to be someone else, but it's, it's, it's good to get Nebraska players back to winning Super Bowls. We, I think we missed, it was like 26 years straight. And then two years ago, the, uh, the chiefs 49ers game, there was no Nebraska players on either of those teams. And then last year it had Levante David right. and, uh, and Adama can sue, right. uh, win a Super Bowl. So kind of make up for that one with two Huskers and then hopefully the Bengals will win tomorrow. Um, I mean, if you, if you, for yourself, buddy, (laughs) I mean, I, I'm cheering for Zach Taylor, not Joe Burrow, Uh, but yeah. So I guess, I guess we have Zach Taylor as well. I I didn't think about that, but former Nebraska quarterback also talk about the other guy, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Oh yes. Yeah. So uh, it's Brian, Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. He is Bill Callahan's son. So yep. Bill Callahan coached in Nebraska from 2004 to four eight. To eight. Four to eight. No, four um, to eight. So, Actually, well, four to seven, excuse me. Yes. Four, okay. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of cool. It's not necessarily a direct connection to Nebraska, but um, yeah. 
it's pretty cool that have his son uh, coaching in the Super Bowl. So yeah, anything you want to say about these? I have I have a trivia, a bit of trivia here. I'll just ask the uh, the question you and I were talking earlier about this. Mm-hmm. You, know, you think about people who don't like rams or anything to do with california they they think you know the players just come off their surfboards and uh you know and then have to play a football game and it's like you know they're not they're not real football players (laughs) and whatever so i said i look i went through the roster for both teams and you already know the answer to this but which team the rams or the bengals have more or has What's yeah? Which, which team has more uh, players who played college football in the state of California, the Rams or the Bengals? We'll give you a ten seconds to think about that one if you know the answer. Five, four, three, two, one. Actually, the, there's a tie. Both teams have only one player who played college football in the state of California. And that's uh, for the Rams. It's Matthew Orzek, who is number 42. He's a long snapper. Mm-hmm. He's from Azusa Pacific. And for the Bengals, it's Michael Thomas. He's a safety from Stanford. His number's 31. So just in case anybody asks you, you, you heard it here first, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting to think about because even like with uh, college recruiting, since we kind of wrapped that up last week, but you're, see, you're wanting to get players from California and Texas and Florida are the three big states where if you get players from there that are like, if you get players from there, even if they're lower stars, it's usually going to be a better player because of the high schools, like the level of high school play yeah. in those three states. So it's kind of weird, crazy to think about that getting to a Super Bowl, like when you, when you get into college, you have maybe uh, Nebraska has five California players on their team or five, maybe of those three combined somewhere around. I I believe it's under 10 of uh, recruits from those three States. I could be wrong about that, but uh, it, so like you weed out the players that don't get drafted from those States. And then you take the two teams that are the best in the NFL and there's only two people from California on those teams. So it's yeah. like, it just proves how yeah. hard it is to be in this game and play football at this high of a level. So. Well, just- and, and you talk about, uh, you know, uh, I love Cooper Culp for, for the Rams. Oh yeah. Cooper Cup. Yeah. And he's a kid. He's a phenomenal player, just a phenomenal yeah. player. And he played for Eastern uh, Washington. Nobody yeah. really wanted that kid out of high school. He wasn't, he wasn't recruited by the power five schools that I'm aware of. So that's where he went to school. And so somebody, I don't know what happened to his game. Did he get a lot better at Eastern, Eastern Washington uh, or when he got into the NFL? Uh, You know, I don't, I don't know, but to see that kid play is just phenomenal. It's insane. He's, he's really, really good. And I'm excited to watch him tomorrow. Uh, anything else you want to say about anything we talked about, Grandpa? No, I still want my Rams to win, but uh, I, I will not be devastated yeah. if they don't because I, I do. I share your passion for Zach, and uh, yeah, you know, I, Zach is a great kid, great player. He was he was a big 
Uh, he was a Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year when he, I believe, in at 05. Yeah. 06, one of those two years. Uh, and it, anybody who wants to see a great drive in Nebraska history is Texas A&M. I believe it was yeah. 2005. Yeah. And yeah. They, 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 you got to watch. It's like the last maybe minute, minute and 10 seconds, something like that. Zach Taylor engineers a drive for the, for the ages. It was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and this kid is as cool as, as they can be. He's a, he's a great, was a great player. And uh, obviously he's uh, proving his worth as a, as a NFL head coach. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I do want to bring up one thing. So with Nebraska basketball, getting a win, we're not a complete curse. Uh, we did say last week that Nebraska, we were talking about Nebraska basketball last week and how bad they are. Uh, and then they won a game. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we should start picking who we think will lose the NFL games. And then there we'll you actually go. be right. So, there yeah. You go. <laughs> all right. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today, Grandpa. That was fun. You bet. And thanks for all of you for listening in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, and uh, if you guys are listening or are not subscribed yet or uh, haven't left us a five-star review on wherever you're listening, go ahead and do that for us. That helps us a lot. helps spread the uh, – podcast get more listeners in here we're getting a lot of people we've seen all around the country people people are listening so thank you guys for tuning in every week uh we really like doing this so yeah go Go Huskers